It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome to February and welcome to Beyond the Building. Uh, Debbie and I are really excited as we look at the love of God uh, this month. We are excited. You know, it is February. It is the month where we talk about love between uh, spouses or relationships, whatever they look like, uh, especially our love that we have uh, with the Father. And so I'm so grateful for this opportunity to spend some time with you guys uh, sharing about the love of God. Now, Laura, this month, we're actually sitting in Ephesians 3 for the whole time. I know a lot of times we like to skip around, but we are planting the tent pegs in Ephesians 3, um, starting around verse 14 and just working our way through in a series that today is starting with um, a podcast called We Get To. Uh, how many times have your kids said, oh, do we have to do this? And we're like, no, <laughs> no, this is a privilege. Like you get to yeah. do this. And they look at you like, yeah, I don't think mom, I think you're trying to make this sound enticing, yeah, yeah. but it's really not. And and how often do we find ourselves in a place that is not really what we wanted God to give us, kind of like a present or a gift mm-hmm. that wasn't what you were expecting, and but you get to have it. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, look, I do love you, and you're going to have to trust me in this one, that as I, the more you experience his presence, the more you can start to figure out that what he has handed you, the gift that you have been just given is something that you get to experience because he's a father who loves you. And we're going to look at Paul in Ephesians 3. We know uh, Paul wrote Ephesians and Paul definitely ended up in a circumstance where um, he had to focus on what do I get to do versus looking at his immediate circumstances. Absolutely. I am so excited. This month, we're going to call this series, I Get to Love You. And that is a popular song out there. I think you should sing it. (laughs) Only if I had a fan, Debbie. Oh, there you go. um, Yeah. So I get to love you. And I think this is just awesome because honestly, as we go through this series, um, you know, we get to love God. And then the the blessing is that we get to be loved by God as well. And so... um, I get to love you just fits in so perfectly. All right, let's get to the scripture. Ephesians 3, uh, verse 14 is where we're starting. If you want to pull it up on your phone or in your Bible and read it along with us, it says, for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to all the measure of all the fullness of God. Wow, Laura, that's huge love. Big love. (laughs) Yes. It's big. But let's just, let's look at this scripture because it starts off with, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. And you you and I love to dig into the word. And anytime you start off with a prepositional phrase like that, for this reason, Mm. you have to go back and ask yourself, well, what's the reason? Mm. Why did you just write that? Um, but we're going to take the next couple of weeks and and take apart this particular scripture and apply it to our lives, uh, to our own stories. But let's let's take a minute, Laura, before we jump in, let's go back and find out what was Paul re- referring to um, when he said for this reason. 
Right. And so we're, we're midway through Ephesians chapter three. And so if we want to find out what the for this reason was all about, we have to go back to the beginning of chapter three. And one of the things that Paul does right from the get go in Ephesians three is say that he is a prisoner to Jesus Christ. And anyone who saw him in that position that he was in, if you know the story, Paul was in a place where he was under house arrest during this time in his story. And he had a a soldier attached to one side of him and a soldier attached to the other side of him. He couldn't go out freely. He was constantly bound to two soldiers. And so if people were to come into his house, um, they would look at him and they would go, wow, you are a prisoner to Rome. And Paul was saying, I may be in chains, right? And Rome may have put those chains on me, but don't see me as a prisoner to Rome because I am a prisoner to Christ. And I so he goes, be, wait, could you picture coming in and seeing Paul like this and going, I hate to be you. Yeah, I, exactly. It's really awful to be you right, right now. Right, right, right. Right. And he's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Wait till you read the rest of the story here, because like, I'm not bound by Rome. I am bound to Christ. I am mm-hmm. in chains, not to Rome, but I am in chains to Christ. And so with this mindset, I'm a prisoner to Christ. Honestly, there is a whole lot of freedom in being a prisoner to Christ, but he's saying I'm a prisoner to Christ. And for that reason, I'm going to kneel before the father, which honestly goes against every fiber of our natural being. Like I said, you walk in and go, I hate to be, I hate to be you. Right. Right. But what, what it looked like on the natural was Paul was bound to these soldiers. Yep. What are the things in our lives that we start feeling like we're bound you know, to certain change in our own lives. And yet Paul's not sitting there going, gosh, I need to sit down and understand why God is letting this happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some, I have a bone to pick, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with you father, or maybe I'm just going to throw in the towel. I mean, yep. at this point, Paul is realizing that following Christ is, uh, is not all peaches and cream and maybe it's not worth it. Yep. You know, and he's not challenging God and he's not sitting there having a pity party either. He's not weeping over his circumstances. Exactly. Because he could be in these circumstances, kneeling before the father, like you just said, saying I'm giving up, but instead he kneels before the father for a different reason. And it takes a very different mindset to say in a place where you feel bound to your circumstances mm-hmm. or unexpected events in your story, that you are going to kneel before the father and pray that other people would know the father's love. Like that is crazy, Deb, seriously. I want to be like that, but I do have to say that my my uh, flesh, you know, my natural go-to is when <laughs> I'm feeling those chains, when I'm feeling things tighten around me and I don't, I, it's not something I wanted. It is so often that my first thing is I got to go to God and ask him to remove these things, right? Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta get it, got to get it off of me. I, I'm pretty sure that my first prayer has, Okay. I'm just going to say never has probably never been, Oh God, I'm in an unexpected circumstance. This is not where I wanted to be. Would you please let other people know your love through this? Like (laughs) maybe, maybe my 10th prayer, right. Or maybe 10 days later, but that is not my first go-to. And you're also not saying you should try this. Yes. This is amazing. You know, <laughs> right. here, let me get my right. foot in a bear trap. It's amazing. Right. Come That's join so me. true. So true. Yeah. Now we know we tend to look at our earthly chains and, and they're maybe they're physical circumstances that we're in that feel like we're locked up, feel like it's limiting our freedom and it's uncomfortable. And yet we're not seeing it as heavenly chains, as something that we're bound to Jesus. I mean, we talked in January, Laura, about that whole series on perspective, 
Paul's perspective of the chains was that they were not holding him down. Yeah, yeah. It was because he was chained to Jesus and that's where yeah. Jesus had him at that moment. Yeah. So it was never the authority of Rome that was determining the outcome of his day. It was always what God mm. was writing the story for his life. And so his perspective was seeing things from God's God's viewpoint. And if God is allowing me here, there is a reason for it. Amen. Honestly, which takes us to title Debbie, because Paul uh, is saying, I didn't choose these chains. I didn't choose this prison. I didn't choose these circumstances, but ultimately I'm a prisoner to Christ. And he has given me these chains and this prison as a platform. And instead of saying I have to, or I didn't want to, he actually is saying in this platform, I get to. Yeah. I get to be in this prison for the, for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. Yep. And it's a whole different mindset than what we're prone to do on our own. You know, and it's kind of interesting. Did you see what he said? I he kneels before the mm-hmm. Father. Be, he's kneeling in before the one who he knows loves him. Yeah, yeah, the one that created him, the one that he calls Father, and and knowing that his Father has allowed these circumstances, knowing that he's going to use them for his good. So here he is in the presence of his loving heavenly Father, recognizing that the Father has ordained and allowed these chains to be on him there has got to be a really good reason for it whether or not he sees it at the moment mm. it's a complete trust in the father and that to me in the words of Alara Pereno is a wow <laughs> I'll say it too it is a wow and I think it's interesting Debbie even as you were talking it's almost like that he has he's not immature in his faith right no. he's, he's he's walked the walk with Jesus because I'm thinking about a child with their parent and how easy is it when you tell them like something isn't going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, or the circumstances aren't what they weren't. The first thing is, how could you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? Right. But instead he's like, wow, he, God really loves me a lot and he loves the people around me. And so there must be a good in this, in this, that's, that's a pretty big. Wow. Because Paul, you know, he didn't plan on being in prison. Like he, he was a Pharisee, right? He was not planned on being behind chains. Pharisees did not go to prison. Mm-hmm. And he probably years before had a totally different game plan for his future. And even after he got saved, he probably wasn't thinking, oh boy, I hope I can go right from the Damascus road to the prison, right? But here he is. And he says, I get to be here. And it makes me really think of the unexpected turns of event that we walk through that we don't have to choose and how I know in my story, God works in our hearts to bring us to a place where we no longer say I have to, but we say I get to. And I have talked um, on this podcast many times, and I've told this story uh, quite often, but in 2019, when God clearly told Dan and I to move to Franklin, woo, Debbie, uh, I remember it was like, I have to move to Franklin. I, I felt like I had to, right? And it was almost like, uh, chains and feeling like I was, I was excited about it because it was new and, and an adventure. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. So I moved to this new place thinking I have to be here. Then in 2020, right, just a few months later, the world shuts down. I have no friends in Franklin, basically. I, I had one friend, but we're in COVID now and you can't right. even see each other. So for six months, I felt like I was living under house arrest. Now that is a very, very, um, I know we all did. I know we all did because we had to stay in our house, but I think about Paul and I'm like, I had, I had very few people here and all of a sudden 
I'm stuck. I felt so stuck in a place that I didn't, I felt like I had to be right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, um, God gave me a mindset change sometime in 20, uh, 2020 when things started to clear up a little bit, but it was, God brought me from the place where I was like, I have to be in Franklin to the place where I get to be in Franklin. And, and I am not, I am really not exaggerating on this. I live pretty close to main street and every single time that I drive down main street, walk down main street, hang with people on main street. I, I literally hear myself saying, God, I can't believe that I get to live here. Mm-hmm. Like I love living here and I get to do it, but it was a mindset change mm-hmm. from why am I here? I'm kneeling before you saying, I don't get it. And now I'm like, oh, I, I get, get to it. have it. Yeah, I, get I get it. And it. I get to be here, you know? So it really is just this perspective chain that things sometimes that we think this can't be for my good end up being the greatest things in our story. Mm-hmm. I get to, I get mm-hmm. to do what I used to think I had to. I had something that wasn't as permanent as, as a Franklin move, but I think back to last July, um, I have a sister who lives in Maine and I only get to see her a little bit at Christmas and for some time in the summer And for the two previous Christmases, COVID didn't allow us to move. And then um, their family had COVID. So I just hadn't seen her much. And so my husband actually um, rented a place where we could spend two weeks in Maine and work from there, just so I could see uh, Pam a bit more. And the literally right in the middle of the vacation, um, I tested positive and really got sick for a couple of days. And I, I get to quarantine in a room by myself mm-hmm. yeah, where yeah. right outside the window, I could see all the family yeah, and all yeah. the fun that they're, and they're laughing and they're having church outside on the picnic table. And I can, I can't hear what they're saying. I don't know why they're laughing and yeah, they're, yeah. you know, they're eating lobster and I'm eating a sandwich, yeah. something that's easy on your bed. And yeah. you know, I, my guy had to deal with that because he mm-hmm. allowed me to be there. I wasn't chained to the, you know, wasn't mm. chained in the room, but I was quarantined there mm. and I, it was a mindset. So the initial disappointment, frustration, I can't believe this. Why couldn't this wait till yeah, next yeah. week? Um, yeah. All right, God, you are behind yeah. this. Yeah. You're allowing yeah. this, right? You're not behind yeah. COVID, but you're allowing me to get sick. There is something good for me. And man, I look back yeah. at that second week and I can make a, I can list a page of things that God spoke to me and moved in my heart. That was good in the midst of wow. that. Yeah. I, Debbie, that really is so good. And I remember that season for you. And I remember how God really gave you that perspective in that moment. I think it's important um, in these moments, like our get to moments, like you endured. And then my move um, that we recognize Paul's posture here, right? He says, for this reason, I kneel before the father, like Paul is kneeling and I love visualizing what it must have looked like when these things were happening in the word of God. And now remember, Paul is, I'm picturing him seated on the floor. He's got two soldiers next to him and he's chained to them. And he decides he's going to kneel before the father, right? Now it's interesting because if he gets up and kneels, what's going to happen to the two people on either side? They're going to have to reposition, right? Something's got to go on with them. Either they're going to end up kneeling too, or they know something is going on in Paul's heart. Um, So I think that's really interesting because when we're going through these times and we actually kneel before the father, it it makes an impact on the people around us, right? They are going to see that we are in submission to the father and not bucking the system. I just see that as a, as an interesting thing. If he was physically kneeling, 
who else had to kneel? And maybe he actually wasn't. I mean, who knows? Maybe he actually yeah. wasn't kneeling because the chains prohibited him from kneeling. But in yeah. his heart, there was a posture in his spirit yeah. that was humble, that he was spiritually postured in yep. a kneeling position. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. And, you know, if you think about the kneeling position, um, I just looked it up just to kind of get some words here, but it's interesting. It's a, it's a position of submission or deference to the one you're kneeling to. Um, it's a very vulnerable position when you are kneeling before someone you're not up on your feet, you know, where you can defend yourself or run away. It's a lot of humility in it. And if you think about the people in the biblical days back then, what do we read about the people who were praying, you know, the Pharisees and stuff, what was their position? They were like standing up arms in the air, loud so everybody could hear that they were praying over and over again in the street corners. This is a totally different position for prayer to be kneeling. And if we look in the Bible, um, you know, Solomon knelt and Ezra and Daniel and Stephen knelt, right. As he was being martyred, Peter knelt and Paul knelt both in the book of acts other early Christians knelt, and most importantly, in Luke 22, we see that Jesus prayed on his knees. Now, whether Paul was actually praying on his knees or it was a position in his heart, man, maintaining that posture spiritually is placing us in, in the position that we want to be in our hard times when we're going through these seasons. A lot of times when you are in the midst of those hard times, you can get kind of cocky. You know, it's like, why am I here? I should not have to experience this. And, and yet that kneeling in the heart mm -hmm. really maintains a humility, yep. um, submitting to what God is doing, being vulnerable yep. as opposed to fighting back. You yeah. know, you're going to, you're going to keep me here. I'm going to tell you what for. And yeah. so this is, this is a heart issue that you, you can't learn. You cannot yeah. learn in those times if you're fighting back. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, Deb, though? Because here we are putting ourselves in front of somebody, right? Paul is kneeling, putting himself in a vulnerable position before somebody. And we aren't comfortable being in a vulnerable position in front of somebody unless what? Unless the one we are deferring to or submitting to is somebody that we can trust and somebody who loves us. And so Paul is saying, I am kneeling before my father, the one I'm really in chains to, because I trust him and I love him regardless of my circumstances. You know, as we continue on next week, Laura, we're going to start looking at the depth of the love that Paul knew that the heavenly father had for him. And like you said, his understanding of that love is what allowed him to stay in a vulnerable heart position and kneel at the throne. Yeah. So, you know, as we close out this week, you know, the, I guess the question to ask and encourage you is, you know, are you in a place today where you didn't expect to be? Mm -hmm. and, and how's your reaction? You know, are you feeling like a prisoner of those circumstances or are you really grasping that because my father loves me, he's allowing this to take place and there's good that's going to take place in my life because of it. So, you know, just as you're listening, really, I would encourage you to go back to the scripture and ask the Lord those questions. You know, how do I respond when I'm in a place I don't expect to be? And, and next week, we're going to start looking uh, with, with the, I guess our focus is going to be on what does it mean in that position of love with the father to be rooted and really established in that place of love. So this is going to be a good month of what we get to do. You know, I get to love you. And maybe by the end of the month, you will sing for us <laughs> would be really, I would, you could get to do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, 
So, <laughs> so thanks for joining us, everybody, today. Uh, we really encourage you to especially share this podcast if you have somebody in your life who is struggling with the place, what they're feeling like I have to be yes. here as opposed to yeah. I get to be here. Share this yeah. podcast and encourage them to join us for the week. But so for today, yep. thanks for joining us, Laura and Deb. We just so uh, we love you. We bless you. Have a wonderful day. God bless you guys. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.